Shoot the defense, the best podcast in the world. We're out here. I keep saying Henri's a forward. Richie, who's the best striker you played against? Henri. <laughs> and the fact that we had now taken our country and put our country on the map of world soccer, being the first African nation, the third world nation in the whole world to win an Olympic gold medal in soccer, you know, it was, it was unbelievable. If you're going to take the time to go and get a pig head and break my locker open and, and wrap my clothes in it, I send in a different message to me. I've had to protect my family from going out into the street because you'll have random people that just come and abusing them racially. Even some old school managers who are British, they still have the same racial undertones like the man in the street who they're trying to condemn. All right, here we go. Welcome to another edition of Shoot the Bear Fans. We're back. Rod is back, actually, aren't you, Rod, after last week's uh, escapades? Did you Did you have fun? What was last week? I was in Wales, wasn't I? Yeah. I was traveling. I was, oh, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. And the M6 just sat there for like two hours. Was it the start of bank? What? No, it wasn't the start of bank. Uh, no, it was just like, like, just going into one lane. Nights, just, yeah. Roadworks and all that shit. All going into one lane, but it was like 10 miles back. And you know what? It's like everyone's, oh, uh, yeah. So it was, uh, it was, for that, it was two hours. But you enjoyed Cardiff. Oh, yeah, it was great down there. Yeah, the weather was nice. Played a bit of golf. Um, bit of bowling, yeah, it's good. Found you play all different sports, don't you? You play golf, you play football, you play bowling. What is it? Any rugby, sport you don't, don't play? mind a bit of rugby, either. rugby. Oh, yeah, is there any sport you don't play? Yeah, hockey, don't like hockey. What type of hockey, though? Like any. ice hockey or any, 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 oh. uh, lacrosse, yeah. Because I know in, wow. in hockey, if you're a goalkeeper, you can, you can actually kick the ball. Not that you'd want to, but... I wouldn't know any rules. I won't watch one second of it. It doesn't interest me. I like... Well, I went, but then, then I'll say, well, but you like cricket. Cricket. I like cricket. I like baseball. But hockey, no. Maybe you love your American sports as well, though. I do like American sports, yeah. I don't like basketball. No? I'm interested in basketball, no. Really? That's Not a really surprise. Not. No, the Michael Jordan are in it, so to be honest, King James Bob Crap. Can you do me a favor? Come on, they got the, the, the MVP is Greek now, man. Come on. Oh no, yeah. Well there's a lot. <clears throat> it's big bigger in Croatian, Greek, uh Chinese. There's, there's a lot more different people from different backgrounds now down there. Mm, absolutely. What about you, Steve? Are there any sports that you you aren't yeah. too keen on? All of them obsessed with football. Nothing else matters. Mate. <laughs> yeah, you you and I are in the same boat, mate. You and I are in the same boat. Oh, he yeah. likes cricket. He watches cricket. He goes yeah. to I watch, cricket. I watch cricket. I watch cricket and rugby league. But uh, I, think, no, I, no. think he, I think the pint with the cricket helps. But oh, yeah, he watches <laughs> cricket. <laughs> yeah, I've um, what sports have I played before? I've played basketball. Never too keen on that. Never tried cr- cricket, as in like the in the massive field. We used to do it at school, right in the playground, because we didn't have the facilities with the plastic stumps and all that kind of shit. <laughs> what else did we play at school? We did netball. I was like, "What the fuck is this shit? You can't run with the ball. You got to stand still and throw it to someone. What's this about? What kind of exercise is this?" I, I snapped my ligaments playing netball. Not really. Netball. It was no volleyball. Volleyball, sorry. Volleyball. Volleyball. Yeah, beach volleyball is good. 
Very I good. enjoy playing that. Especially it's mixed. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind watching the Olympics, the beach volleyball one. I don't think anyone here does. Of course not. Yeah, even I. I mean, obviously, you know, they're they're, they're fantastic athletes. They do Very their good. job. I Very think they good. deserve a pay rise. Yeah, more Great than the American see. football team. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's big well, over there, isn't it? America and Australia. It's not Australia. Well, yeah. How many beach 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 volleyball players do you see on the beach? Down there, going down South End (laughs) (laughs) or Blackpool. (laughs) Oh, well, get seagull flag for the ball. (laughs) 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 If someone's standing there, spectator holding it with a a pie and chips, and the fucking seagulls come to the lethal. (laughs) Brilliant. All right, let's let's talk about the football then. Okay. before we talk about the fixtures and results of that kind of shit, boys, I, I think we might as well just touch on this first. Cristiano Ronaldo joining United or rejoining United. Uh, there was a massive rumour that he was going to join Manchester City and then all of a sudden, big U-turn and he's joining United. It's all been agreed. Apparently, his medical has been done in, in Turin, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, yeah, second spell at United. First of all, Steve, Guardiola said... I think it was today or yesterday that there was no interest from City, but a couple of days before the interest, he says there was interest. I'm not sure what Mr. Guardiola is, is doing. Maybe it's Pep Roulette in terms of transfers. Yeah, what, what I think you... so. Yeah. I'm, I think the way you're going with that, Stella, I've been thinking this for a few days now because there's a couple of things we shouldn't forget, but certainly the, the media and the agency work are, are doing really good jobs now in, in ramping um, different types of interest, you know, jumping ahead. I think Dan James has possibly signed for Leeds tonight, but right at tea time, they were suggesting Everton had come in. So the media and the agents, I think, are working together. But we shouldn't forget that possibly Pep Guardiola and everybody at Manchester City have already done this with Harry Maguire and Alexis Sanchez, where they've basically took United all the way down the garden path and then turned round and gone back home. And that's what they've appeared to have done this time too. But nobody's disappointed on the red side of Manchester because at whatever cost, they've got their hero back and it doesn't matter. And they think they've got one over City in recruitment, but they did think that with Maguire and Sanchez. So that doesn't bother me, but it's great to see him back in the Premier League. Yeah, but do you think there was ever any genuine interest? And the reason why I ask this is because you always hear, whenever there's a, a footballer, like, for example, Sergio Ramos. I remember when, when Ramos... Uh, was about to renew his contract at Real Madrid during the Louis van Gaal era. And all of a sudden, Graham Hunter was saying on Sky Sports News, he's going to join United, he's going to do this. And it's the agent always putting out the feelers. They've always got... These these agents always have someone in the press, don't they? Whether it be Duncan Castles, who's, who's mates with George Mendes, and all these others. All of a sudden, these stories break about certain players, and then there's interest from a club. But it's almost as if they're using it as leverage to get more interest from other clubs. So do you think that was the case, that they were using City's name to get United involved in the situation? Because I heard that Paris Saint-Germain didn't want him. I heard that Real Madrid said no. I don't know. What did, what yeah. did you make of that? Everything what you're saying there, you know, who's to say they're not in bed with other clubs um, at a financial gain, allegedly. I'm not, you know, there's no, there's no fact here to say, are we all right to use your club? Are we all right to use your manager's name? Are we all right to suggest that you're interested in this player? 
so that we can get a better contract at this club. And I'm sure the club in turn would say, yeah, but that comes at a price. I wouldn't rule anything out in 2021, Stell, and where money's concerned and, and those numbers, those digits, then any, anything could happen, overhand, underhand, or whatever. Um, nothing would surprise me. And I've, I've, the main thing is he's back in the Premier League at Manchester United, but there's just something around the, the, the build-up to it that has just been a little bit sinister for me that probably we'll never find out. Rod, the 12-year loan deal is over. <laughs> He's been on a longer loan deal than Bakayoko, really, hasn't he, according to United fans? But, yes, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a massive deal. I think United have paid, what, 15 million euros, rising to 23 million based on appearances and all, which... OK, 36 years old, people say it's a lot of money, but it's Cristiano Ronaldo and United will make that money back in terms of revenue and sponsorships and all that. But when you first heard the news, what were you thinking? Well, we talked to him on WhatsApp that it, we, we, we thought it was, we might be going to sit in it. I was like, and then when you actually think about it, you think, no, he's not, he's, he's not going to go there. Well, if he's going to go anywhere, he's going to go United. So... Well, first of all, he's going to want to go back to Real Madrid. So, obviously, they didn't want him. And then his second choice is going to be United. How he's got there, he might have used City. City might have used him. Who knows? But I think City have, by all accounts, City have offered less than United. So, they've offered him a price, which is a low ball for Ronaldo. Let's get it right. He's still one of the best players in the world, if not one of the top three. Um, and if they get him, great. If they don't, and then after the United have sprang to action, and there's only one place we're going to go. So, yeah, but I think Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola said it all. Oh, these type of players choose where they want to go. You know, that's it. They choose. So, what is he going to bring to United then? I know oh, goals. Well, yeah, there's that, but from from a from a bigger Still, platform. forget this 36 business he, he's, he's looked after his body he, he's, he's he's spent millions a season on his own body and his lifestyle he's not a 36 normal 36 year old he's a 30 year old so you're still going to get good two a good proper good two three years out of him this 36 doesn't you know he's just played in the euros and top top goal scorer so Yes, I know it's week in and week out, and, it, and it's the Premiership, and, it, and it's demanding. But he's got we've got a big squad. You know, well, we, we, that's why the, the manager's got to manage it properly. And you know, he's not going to like it when he brings him off. But sometimes he's got to bring him off and yeah. rest him and do it and save him for himself. Well, before so the show, before well, the show, Steve, Steve and I were talking about this, and I said to Steve, it's similar to when United brought in Laurent Blanc. It's similar to when United brought in Henrik Larsson. Players that had won everything there is to win at the highest level. If you've got younger players like Greenwood, and back then United had Wayne Rooney, who was quite young, uh, Ronaldo was quite young. I think if they don't be... learn from these players, then. Oh, yeah, well, they're already learning from Cavani and, and, and place people like that. But when you've got someone like a world class and they'll see how he operates day in, day out, and nothing. Jesus Christ, I thought I was doing a lot. They need to up it because he's just a machine. You see what he does. They suppose that trains four or five times a day. Stairs, do you know anyone that does that in football? So that's why he's world class. He's not Henrik Last. He's not Lauren Blanc. He's one of the world best in the world. Lauren Blanc was a good player. 
Harold Larson was a very good player, but he, they weren't world class like Ronaldo. No, no, but I, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is the impact that they had on the younger players, like Blanc joined United when Rio was quite young, when Wes Brown was young, when John O'Shea. Le- learning from you, someone you, like that. You'll only learn from these players from buying clean up up close to them and, and watching them. I'm sure what Ronaldo did, looking at uh, uh, Ryan, Scholes, all the other kids, but the, they, they keep Roy Keane and seeing how they were working. Uh, there was a story that he, he come in at the canteen drinking a can of Coke. Well, there was a big story about him the other week, the other month, that he, he, moving Coke out the way to the camera. He was drinking Coke and one of the players gripped him and said, we don't drink that in here. And from that day on, he's never drank it. So, you know, every, everyone learns from top players and he is a top, top player and a top professional. So you can only learn from him. You'd be stupid not to. That's why players that you thought might want to leave, now they'll probably thought, I want to stay and play with Ronaldo. So where does he play then? What position does he play? I mean, he's, a, he's a number nine, isn't he? He's a number nine. He scores goals. He hasn't got the legs to do it. Maybe sometimes he'll play on the left or sometimes he'll play on the right, depending on the situation. But he's going to be a number nine. How Cavani's going to take that? Who knows? But they're going to have to figure it out themselves. And that's a big job for the manager as well because, yes, we still need a centre midfielder. It was cr- you know that. Anyone can see that. But to turn down Ronaldo, you're, not, you're just not going to do it, are you? Very true. Very true. So... I'm going to ask another question that's been asked on numerous occasions on the radio and television. Does this make United title candidates then? Because we know how many goals he can score, how many goals he has scored. I think he scored 30 last season for Juventus. And that league is probably defensively better than the Premier League. I don't know if this is going to be an instant impact, but I firmly believe that this will put United in a very, very strong position to challenge the title much stronger than before. Well, a week ago, what we were saying that you know they need to be challenging. That was a week ago without Ronaldo, without twenty-five goals guaranteed. That's what it'll give you guaranteed. So they have to be, but you know they're still weak in that. You know the City, Liverpool, Chelsea. They've all got better ball-playing midfielders that can get about the pitch. Fred, you'll get about the pitch, you'll do the dirty work, but his quality is poor. McTominay, yes, he, he, he's there's a player there and, and he showed spurts of that last year and the year before. So, yes, he's good. Pogba, you've got to play him there because you can't play him on the left because you've got too many options out there when everyone's fit. So he has to play in there, which he can do because he's, we've seen him do it for France. And in he started well and with better players rounding, you play better. So with Ronaldo coming in now, you can see how excited they were. I mean, the keeper and the talking about Sky Sports yesterday. So there'll be buzz about the ground, but you know, there's still still worries with that midfielder because you know half the battles of winning your midfield battles, and if you not win the midfield battles, you haven't got possession of the ball. And good possession of the ball, you know, mm. you're gonna struggle. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that game against Wolves then. Let's get this one out of the way. United beat Wolves 1-0. Quite controversial, really. A potential foul on Ruben Neves by Paul Pogba in the build-ups to the goal. Prior to that, Adam Matrare had a chance, which Wambisaka cleared off the line. David De Gea made two great saves. He looks like he's returning back to the form that we remember David De Gea being before he dipped, obviously. 
what I will want to know from you guys is, A, when are Wolves going to score for a start? Because they've had three games, they've yet to score. In all three games, Adama has had guilt-edge opportunities, which he's scuffed. I don't know whether or not they're going to sign a, a striker in this window because they signed Trincao on loan from Barcelona. They signed, uh, I think, David, uh, they signed, uh, about to sign um, Sanchez, the midfielder from Rennes, I believe, that won the uh, French title. So are Wolves fans right to be worried or is it just, you know, start of the season, they've missed opportunities there and they've played some decent teams as well? Me? I think they shouldn't be worried uh, because there'll always be, well, for the time being, three, four, five worst teams. But I think they will be victims of their own success and appetite um, under their previous manager, revamping a style of play. Um, Jota and Jimenez, uh, full of full of fitness, if you like, before tragedy for one, transfer for the other. I'm suggesting that they've had their best times in the Premier League and it'll be hard to match what they've done in the last two to three years. And I think that will weigh heavy still. And I think it'll almost be like a malaise. I think it'll be a depression. I think it'll create anxiety. And I think they will be compared to what they've done in the last couple of years. And that's going to leave all of them disappointed. They're going to score less. They're going to win less. But they're going to be all right in the Premier League. But they've had their nosebleed time in the Premier League which was great fun for them at the top enchilance of it certainly certainly around the middle to top I expect them to be from the middle to bottom for, for the rest of the season mm. and Rod with Jimenez back we know how serious his injury was he's now wearing that headgear whatever you want to call it he doesn't look the same player as what he did before now I don't know whether that's because he's still getting to grips with the game it might be a bit of ring rust or perhaps it's a psychological effect of that injury. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a bit unfair to, 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 to criticise Yeah, I think you'd have to give him a full season because, you know, we're not we're two, three games in. And he's got to get used to wearing that thing. I think once he scores and he gets on, he gets a goal under his belt, the longer it goes, the, you know, the harder it's going to be. But, uh, yeah, I agree with Stel. I think that they'll, I mean, Stez, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll be all right. But, yeah, they're not going to do reach the heights. And they did with the previous manager. It doesn't doesn't help as well when the previous manager is top of the table with three wins out of three. So mm. Mm. yeah, they did look. Yeah, they're exciting to watch, and and they'll get a few wins. And but like Stead says, they will. There'll be, I'd say, seven or eight more teams that'll be worse than them. Not five, mm. six, four or five. All right. Very quickly about United. Then, what did you lot think about the incident involving Neves and Pogba personally? I think you know, Mike Dean was right in front of it. He saw it. He, I think, even on match of the day, they said that he kind of winced. But was that a foul in in your opinions? A hundred percent, no. Not okay. even a hundred percent, no. Um, he, he he risked going early, um, and he could win the pass rather than the tackle. Um, and unfortunately for him, the pass went to Varan. And that's when he decided to to hit the grass, hit the surface. I think Graham Soonis might have mentioned this, but if he did, if he'd have delayed another second or two, it would have been a side foot against a side foot. It would have it would have been a blocked tackle. And the truth is, I don't think anyone would have won the tackle. Nothing would have happened. It would have just been 
man against man and the ball probably wouldn't have even moved. It would have been deadlock. And I just think he chanced his arm by going early to avoid the 50-50, passing through the ball. Pogba wasn't there. And the moment it went to an opponent, Varane in the United shirt, he basically begged for anything he could get and has cried, cried since. I thought his approach to the confrontation still was all wrong. And if he'd have been a bit braver, he should have slowed down and gone for a 50-50 instead of a 55-45 where he basically passed through Pogba and put United on the attack. If he got mm. caught, he got caught. I don't know. It wasn't a foul for me. What? Yeah, I, I totally disagree. Just, the shin pad's not there. He's got a gash in his shin. Oh, OK. So you're saying foul? Well, if his shin pad's not there, he's got a gash in his shin. The shin pad's done, it's done its job. But he's got away with it. The referees, a bad referee was right there. It's, it's, if the shin pad's not there, he's got a gash mm. across his shin pad. I, I remember Pogba saying in the full time, sorry, the, the post match interview with, I think it was BBC or whoever it was. And he said, Well, if I've caught him, then it's a red card. And that reminded me of when United played Arsenal, when he went in late on Bellerin after taking a, a bad touch. He did exactly the same thing and he caught Bellerin and he deserved to go. And he was looking at the referee in shock that he was given the red card, but... I think the referee was almost too close. Mm. Because it was like... He, it, it, you can only see it by the... If you don't... If you could hear it as well. You could hear the contact. You could hear the contact with the stud. Yeah, yeah. But he's right there. Estelle, have I got that wrong? Was it was it what was it a foul? I'm, I'm happy for you to tell me it was. Well, put this way: if I if I was a Wolves fan, I'd be pissed off that it wasn't given because it, uh, like yes, it was the shoe on the other foot. If Pogba it got his shin and it was the other way round and they scored, you'd be like, "That's a foul." Look at his shin pad. Shin pads go around his fucking calf. Right. Okay. So for me, it's a, it's a. It's a foul, we're, but we're, we're 50 50 on this one. Yeah, like, listen, <laughs> listen, yeah but like the, like the last last week, it is a foul, but you know, they don't give a foul. Southampton go on and score. That's a foul, isn't it? Come on, he him in the back and knocked him out of the way. That's how what, is that not a foul? Said, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Even so, when you look back at it, how is that not a foul? It's just, yeah, it, it's. You know, these referees, if they're 50-50, yeah, they're, they're going to stick with it, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Let's move swiftly on then to City 5, Arsenal nil, And we were <laughs> messaging each other in the in the group. Roger said it was going to be 6. I thought it was going to be 8. Steve, it could have been whatever City wanted, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think that, and, and no disrespect here, and I'm not questioning Guardiola's integrity at all, but I think if Mikel Arteta was Sam Allardyce or, I don't know, Eddie Howe or someone else, he, he wouldn't have told him to, to take the foot off the gas. I think because it was, it was his mate, he's kind of said, you know, it's, it's kind of like with a dog on, on a lead, you know, you're kind of pulling, yeah. Do you think that's what happened? Because I, I think he's let him off. I think he's let Arteta off big time. I don't think he will have told the players to stay at that elite level. You know, that'll do us now. Let's uh, circle the wagons, put the cues on the rack. None of that business. I think possibly he may have, you know, relaxed off himself and then the team follow. 
but I don't think there would have been any instruction because these players are desperate to win Premier League titles and they know that the tightness of the Premier League this year that could easily go down to goal difference with the experience they've had in, in the last few years, that if they could rack up big score lines that can affect their lives for the rest of their lives, they're not going to turn that down. So possibly the tempo dropped, the, 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 the sun was out and maybe the manager's demands became less but I don't believe he would have de delivered any type of calmness to help his mate out in the other technical area. No striker. Well, tell a lie. Jack Gabriel Jesus played as the, the centre forward. Two from Ferran Torres, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Probably probably the other way around. Torres through the middle and, yeah. and, and um, Jesus on the right still. Well, if you look at City's opening two goals, the state of Arsenal's defending, it goes back to what I've been saying before, it's almost as if it's non-existent. Mm. It was too easy for City, wasn't it? It was. It's probably the easiest game. Probably easier than Norwich. Yeah, and that was a five-nil scoreline. Yeah, I think, uh, and he's really impressing me in uh, the last few months, Martin Keown in in punditry, and it was quite an obvious comment. But he just said teams these days have got patterns, formulas, and they're the sticking, you know, with the same th thing because they're in the groove. Arsenal are trying different things every week, different personnel, different shape because they're stumbling along and in the meantime, there's just no cohesion and these better players, better coach teams are just playing through them, running through them and scoring, scoring at will, it seems. So uh, you don't imagine it getting any better for Arsenal anytime soon because uh, they're not showing any signs of resilience. Rod, uh, when Arteta got the job, we were talking about how he requires time, how people need to be patient with him. And we know that patience is practically non-existent these days in the game. He's been given a lot of money to spend. I think it's the, the most that Arsenal spent in a summer, if I'm not mistaken. How much ever. is it? How 135 much? million or something along those lines. He spent more than what? United. What on? Well, let's let's find out. Let me get it for you. Well, fifty million was on Ben White for a start. Who's that? Who is, I don't even know who these players are. Who's that? Which one's that? Central from Brighton. Yeah. Oh, right, Ben White. Yeah, Costa. Yeah. They spoke good looking, good looking kid with the suntan and the tattoos. And yeah, yeah, the, the, gloves. The, one who, the one who wears the gloves with the short sleeves. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They spent fifteen million on that Lukonga kid from Anderlecht. They spent thirty million on Ramsdale. I think they spent the same on Odegaard. So they spent thirty million to sit on the bench. Yeah. But what's that going to help them right now? Because he's going to be gone in, in a month or so. So how's that going to help him? Pass. So is he, really, is he really bringing these players in then? One hundred thirty-two million pounds is the is the figure that I've got here. Is he is he bringing these players in? Who Arteta? Or is someone else bringing them in? Well, I think it's Edu. Because Tavares is a Portuguese left-back. Lukonga is a Belgian central midfielder. Ramsdale and Ben White are English players and they're 23 years old. So I think that's for an English quota. And so Odegaard, all of them, you've only got one with Premier League history and the other one's got Premier League history but he got relegated. Mm. you got Odegaard who was there last season. So 130-odd million. Yeah, but Odegaard, he's not going to pull up trees for you, is he? Well, this is it, because he played in like a deep-lying role, didn't you've got, he? You've got, you've got a Bangyang who looks like really do not want to be there. You've got Lacazette, who's a good player, but he needs better players round him, to be fair to him. Felt sorry for him on Saturday. Cause he was I think he's out of contract in the summer as well, Rod. Yeah, so he's going to be going to be off. 
although you think he might might want to put a shift in because he, he want to get a move somewhere or get a new contract. So, but he still needs better players around him. It was hard from uh, Saturday when you got on to ten men, City. Yeah, it's the last thing you want. The last thing you want. It's yeah. just bop, 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 bop. You come back, you come on with whiplash. You just bop, bop, bop. Well, there's, there's talk about Aubameyang possibly going to City. That's the latest rumour. He's out of, he's, he signed a new contract and they're not happy with his yeah, attitude and everything. I, I don't see that. Don't no, see neither that. do I. Why would Guardiola want someone like him? He's, he's a ticking time bomb. Yeah, I don't see that at all. But Arsenal got but Arsenal got problems, and it's a deep, deep lying problem. And it's something that I think you and I spoke about last week, Steve, in the sense that Arteta, I don't think they'll give him the the uh, the sack just yet because most of his signings are, are either unfit or they're unavailable. But still, so, you, you start, sorry, but still you got Chambers and Holding at Arsenal. Yeah, these players at Bolton, like one of them was at Bolton. A couple Holding of years was ago. at Bolton, yeah. So, Chambers was Chambers was alone at Fulham last season. They got relegated. This, so this is a, this is Arsenal. It's a joke, an absolute joke that that these players are even getting a looking at, at a place like Arsenal. You think of the back fours and the, the centre halves that they back, and you look at them two it, going down so soft like that. It's just a joke, mm. a joke. Well, look if if you look at Arsenal's lineup at the weekend, I'm, I'm just going for it now. Leno in goal, we know he's not great. Cedric Suarez, who Southampton were happy to let go. Chambers holding Kalasinac, who was on loan last season at Schalke and they got relegated. Tierney, who's supposed to be, uh, if, if we listen to Twitter, he's one of the best <laughs> left-backs in the world. Tierney's, I've watched Tierney. Tierney's the left-back there. Then, you know, we've got uh, Smith-Rowe, he's, he's decent. Decent, uh, but that's not enough, is it? No, but he's young, he's only going to get better in. Mm-hmm. But they're going to kill him in, in a team like Arsenal, though. Same with Saka. Maybe like another Jack Wilshere be injured every week. Yeah. I mean, you, you, and then you look at the senior players in that team, Shaka and Aubameyang. What Shaka was doing going for that challenge, I don't, I don't know. This is this is a guy who they've he signed a new contract recently. They, they, they yeah. he was going to go to Roma, but and he, for, he's for got such, a brilliant agent. For such an experienced player, you're in your own half. You go in for the going for a, a throw in. There's just no need to, to even go to floor there. There's just no need for it. And in front of diving like that, there's just no excuse for it. I don't even think it was a sending off, but there was no excuse to leave his feet for it. So why give the referee a decision to make at all? Just See, shepherd him stand your feet. What what is Arteta telling Shaka at half time when he, his team go in what three nil down? Was it two Nothing. or three nil? Nothing. No, no time. Absolutely no time. What about full time then? He's got to be saying something to him or whatever because he's. Co- I wouldn't say he's cost them, but Jesus Christ! I mean, what are you yeah. thinking? Yeah, well, you'd have to think there'd be an inquest at full time. There should be an after match review at the training ground. I don't know if they train Sundays. Presumably, a load of players are off on international duty, so it's a long time till you get the team together. So you have to address some things. Um, that would have definitely required a private conversation between manager and senior player to discuss the moment. But, but Stel, just, just from my own experience, once the lads have come in, gone to the toilet, had a wash, a couple of being seen by the physio, had a drink, had a little chat between themselves, you've got about five minutes with these players before the bell goes for you to get up and get back going again. 
So you've got to limit your instructions um, to to emergencies. I'm talking about what's gone. I don't think he'll have had time for it. He had to talk about how he was going to approach the second half and not what had gone on in the first too much. Rod, what about his teammates then? What are they saying to him? I mean, obviously, Aubameyang yeah. is... Uh, is supposed to be their captain. I don't think he'll be saying too much apart from let's see what AFTV say about us. Still, sorry, that would be more powerful if a teammate grabbed hold of it and absolutely nailed him for letting the rest of them down. Sorry, Rod, over to you, mate. But they haven't no, got that, no have they? I think that's that, that's half the problem, though. They, they probably have not one person has said anything to him, and that's the problem right there. Mm. So this this goes back to what I said about Arteta and him being given time. We know that Arsenal have had Deadwood for a while. But the thing is, the difference between what's happening with Arsenal and Arteta and United with Solskjaer is that United have been able to get rid of players very quickly. Rojo went, Herrera went, Valencia went. Okay, granted, the two, two out of the three were out of contract. But slowly, slowly, these I think only Phil Jones is the, the only piece of shit left and maybe Lingard, but anyway, we won't go into him. But Arsenal have still got the same shit that they had under, under Wenger. If you look at them, it's terrible. It's well, and they bring terrible. in and they bring in players that not really excited, do they? As an Arsenal fan, when you hear you're bringing in Aaron Ramsdale in, uh, yeah, Ben White, they're not, you know, Pepe. What's happened to him? Seventy odd million. You know, these are players that poor decisions. Why they should have gone with Saha? Mm. You know, these, these are the recruitment that that can. Sink or swim, and they're killing them at the minute because the recruitment is, is poor. You look at them when they played United, they beat them one nil at Old Trafford, and we was doom and gloom, and they was all up, and all Ollie's mm. a failure in Arteta's, and even me and Stens were, were backing Arteta. We we could see what he was trying to do, but yeah, you just look at the players and, and look when, when you're talking about play team competing against City, that's that's the level that you've got to compete at, and they are a million miles away from City. Mm. Well, there's there's rumours that um, Edu might get the sack. Uh, apparently, um, that Vinay and Tim Lewis aren't happy with um, the way. I don't that understand. Can... I don't understand how you can spend 130 million in summer and, and then sack the guy. Well, there's there's talk about Mark Overmars possibly coming in, but why would Mark Overmars want to come in and? and... Look at this shit, but apparently just look out for some leaks that might be because it, it might need someone like that to 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 bring the right players in. He's been at Arsenal, he's been at Arsenal when they were very successful because he was at 96, 97, 98, 99 when they were very successful. So yeah, but so was Edu. So Edu Edu was successful yeah, for Arsenal. Uh, tr- true, true. But you know, s- sometimes it just doesn't fit and it's not fit. Look at look at they've not got better, they've got worse, arguably worse, the bottom of the league, this is Arsenal Football Club, big 60,000 seat stadium, you know, all, all the stuff that Wenger's built from, from what he, all the hard work he's put in, and now, this, this, to this shambles, to, mm. yeah, it's just, you can see why the, why the, the, the Arsenal fans get irate and, and get worked up, but, yeah, it's just it's just not good enough. Mm. Alright, well, let's all about... Imagine, imagine this, we was in Arsenal's position, what would we be saying to Oli Gunnar Solskjaer if we was in this position now? What would it be like, Stez? What seriously? These Berkeley Cities fans would be they'd be absolutely loving it. And they'd be murder. And Especially then got, with, and City would be a Tottenham top league, exactly. 
Yeah, but there was, there was a certain YouTube, I'm not going to mention him, but he put out a tweet the other day, which I found hilarious, but true. He said um, something along the lines of, United fans stormed the pitch, they got a match cancelled, and the, the owners retaliated by bringing in Sancho, Varane and Ronaldo, whereas Arsenal fans haven't done anything, so the club are just continuing <clears throat> to take the pitch. Arsenal and- can't attract these players now. Why would Varane or Sancho, these type of calibre players, go to Arsenal? For what? This is, the, this is half the battle we've got now. You're not going to get the quality of players that, that, that Arsenal used to get because they're way behind. It's United, City, Liverpool, Tottenham. God, Leicester, Everton. Leicester, Everton. Even these, these teams now. You'd rather play for Leicester than, well, Jimmy Vardy chose Leicester than, than Arsenal. So that wouldn't have happened 20 years ago. Someone from Leicester turning down Arsenal, you're going to laugh. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, let's talk about the other big game at the weekend. Liverpool won, Chelsea won. Ten-man Chelsea hung on at Anfield. But it wasn't really the Alamo, was it, Steve? Liverpool looked decent going forward. Jurgen Klopp was saying that it's more difficult to score against ten men, which I, I agree. But the big talking point was the, the handball and the, the sending off on the goal line. Now, I've been stupid enough to read what, what people say on social media. Many people believe that it shouldn't have been a penalty and it shouldn't have been a red card. But under the laws of the game, he's, he's got to go, right? And it's yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that as well, certainly with the referee. And I don't think there was too many complaints from Chelsea. And I think Chelsea would have taken a point and uh, shook hands on it before the game, despite the fact that they are obviously massively in form, brilliant the week before, but away at Anfield. If you want to play Liverpool twice a year, you want to beat them at home and take a point away, you, I think most teams would shake hands on that. Uh, so they've got their point. Uh, the fact they've done it with 10 men doesn't half galvanise them and bring even more spirit to what's already a great dressing room and a great coaching staff, it seems. So, yeah, Chelsea are, are, in, a, are in a good spot and I still think that's, that's, a, that's an amazing point for them and Liverpool will be disappointed that they didn't break them down, but I think it just shows the, the growth of Chelsea more than anything. Yeah. Rod, what do you reckon? Was that a red card for you? I just realised I got him in my flipping fancy team. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's one of them, and it? it's just unlucky. It's very just the law of the game, and he's unlucky. He knew what he was doing, man. Come on. I don't think he did. I think it's 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 a reaction, but the second reaction where his hand goes like that, that's what does it for him, I think, because the way it's hit his knee, it's going in as well. So just the law needs to be changed because they, 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 they get the goal, and um, yeah, but the, the double whammy is a killer. It's a killer, mm. but like Stez says. To do that at a place like Anfield, because they start, you know, I always remember uh, the manager at United back in the day who used to be saying to first 15, 20 minutes, if you survive at Anfield, then you know you then you can start playing, but you have to, you know, put your tin on it on for the first 15, 20 minutes, because it is a cauldron, especially with the fans there, and it's hard work, especially when on the game like it was was on Saturday. So but yeah, Chelsea dug in with 10 men more than more than a half and then um, yeah and got a good result because the point at Anfield you know like Stez said if you, if you give him ask him that to start the game with a bit your hand off yeah alright well let's talk quickly about Virgil van Dijk against Romelu Lukaku uh, 
that was a, an interesting contest, which I think the, the Dutchman won, in my opinion. Uh, have you guys been impressed with Van Dyke's return to fitness? I saw it live last week, so yeah. Uh, he coasted against Burnley, but physical against Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes enough. But he never had to decelerate. He never really had to run back towards his own goal. In doing so, that would have meant he would have to turn 180 and 360 degrees sometimes. Didn't see any of that. Um, he was more of a calming presence still that I saw with my eyes than an imposing presence. But I do think it can only get better, bigger. And I think you'll see... I think somebody his size, his status, with such a bad injury and timeout, I don't actually think you'll see the real profile of him for about 12 games. So he's on the way. Um, and hope, I'm hoping he gets to that point, even though he's a rival. I really want you want to see him come back after serious injury. So he doesn't, I, I don't feel intimidated by him like I used to, but I've got a feeling I will do in the future. For now, he's just an imposing figure, uh, sorry, a calming figure. Steve, I can't remember if, if we spoke about this on the podcast, actually, but um, Alexander-Arnold, mm. he doesn't look like he's sprinting as much as he No, that was, was. me to you. you that was me that, to yeah, you last time. Yeah. Was it on was the, the show, though? Was it on... I was at the Burnley game, and the first comment, I've got to say, he was brilliant. Yeah. But he played like somebody at the end of his career, um, almost like a Dennis Irwin, shall we say, that doesn't waste a pass, um, whips it, floats it, steps in with it, uh, shares it he played in a really low gear in the game that I saw now the fixture might have presented that almost lack of challenge for him but he looked reluctant like he wanted to sprint from a standing start um, and again very similar to Van Dyke. it's 50% of Liverpool's back four but I think those two brilliant players are athletically unsure of their capabilities uh, because of injury and it can really play havoc not only with your body but with your mind mm. Absolutely. There we go. Right. What game shall we discuss now? Which one shall we talk about? All right. So Burnley leads. Steve, you were there. Yeah. Um, good point for Burnley, I believe, in my honest opinion. But Leeds again, conceding goals didn't look, look the wide the wide open still. Yeah. They're absolutely wide open. Um they push four players on. Calvin Phillips is the only holding midfield player. He's the only midfield player. And he's a young lad that wants to run. Mm -hmm. So the turnover of the ball, it's very much risk and reward. They go for it with numbers and press. But the turnover of the ball makes them wide open. Better teams than Burnley will capitalise, just like Manchester United did at Old Trafford. And obviously, occasionally, Leeds will thrill by pushing so many players forward. And they'll have their day where everything goes for them. They've got the talent of Rafinha, the goal scoring of Bamford. Uh, I didn't see much else in them. Uh, they'll get the speed of James that they'll sign by midnight tonight. And they're a good developing young team, but they're absolutely wide open. Always expect them to concede on the back of what I saw at weekend. Rod, will Dan James help Leeds United? It's their second bite of the cherry trying to sign the lad. They finally got him. I think they spent 30 million quid, though. Well, if he goes there, by all accounts, if Everton come in, you, you, you'd probably choose Everton over Leeds. I think it went back to. I think it swayed back to Leeds, Rod. He was. I think he was pictured at, um, at Leeds office. He was close to signing Leeds before, when he? So it would make sense. And um, will he make? It just gives him more options for Leeds. Then he, he's there's a player in there, but for me, it frustrates because that's his job. 
but he can't cross the ball. Yes, he, he, he'll get one out of five, but no, that's not a good percentage. Not not for you if you're playing for Man United, that's why he's probably why he's going to be moved on because the quality is not just there. But you can see a player in there. Is he just too, too quick for his own good? I don't know, but yeah, his crossing is not good enough. For, for Lads, was that a risk yesterday? They must have known he was going for thirty million today. Was that a risk playing him yesterday? It's proven not to be, but you know, would you know? Is that the way the game's going now? Do do they just think if he gets injured, we will we'll keep well, as, him anyway? As a, as a manager, Stes, would that bother you? Uh, it would have. It would for thirty million. And if you yeah, no, you're, you're not at Rochdale, you know, you're at Man United, so it's not going to affect you really, is it? Well, you've paid forty million for a Van der Beek or, or whatever, and, and others. Um, don't know. I don't know. Thirty million. You know, you 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 you've got to put something toward. Well, that's isn't isn't that what they've paid for Ronaldo? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe maybe they, they want to bring someone in, a right back or someone. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure they might. Um, but um, yeah, just over just overnight when when he played yesterday, but he's gone for thirty million the next day. We're pretty much used to seeing, oh, he's not in the squad for a mysterious reason, but United played him, so fair, fair play all round. It was a surprise when I seen him and I seen, I seen how strong the bench was, to be honest. And then he sold. He probably probably had a shower, took his boots home and said, lads, thanks, it's been a pleasure. But it's the right decision, though. Absolutely. I made 15 million on him, Rod. Yeah, true, yeah. Steve, <laughs> Burnley have got the checkbook out. They brought in Maxwell Cornet. From, I don't get it. From Leon. Nathan Collins already signed from Stoke City, but apparently Connor Roberts. Apparently Connor, Connor Roberts. Roberts Rod- yeah. Rodri probably knows more about him still because of the Welsh team and, and Welsh squad. But the lad Cornet from Leon, um, he's been pictured with his Burnley top on, holding the Umbro sign instead of the club badge. So I'm hoping his I'm hoping his form is better than his press day. Um but Supposedly, he's an attacking left back, um, stroke left wing back. Well, the best player is Dwight McNeil. He's been man of the match in the first four matches every time. Charlie Taylor is probably the fourth most consistent player at left back behind McNeil, Pope, Tarkovsky, me. Um, you start talking about Charlie Taylor. And they've spent, I think it was about £13 million on him. They've spent a million pounds on Dale Stevens. So the last time they've invested, that was last season. 14 million, I'm suggesting, I'm sure would have been better served on a forward who could actually score them a goal to help them stay in the Premier League. So for me, it looks like the strengthening in areas, um, you know, only only a fairly a neutral. I, I, I like the club, but at the same time, Connor Roberts, I think at right back, well, you've got Loughton and Bardsley, and I watched Bardsley in midweek at Newcastle in the Cup. He was great. Loughton's pretty good every week in the Premier League. And like I say, a left wing wing back and Dwight McNeil's the best player. So I don't see that fit of what was needed on a five-year contract still. Rodri can talk about Connor Roberts. I don't know enough about him. Yeah, apparently he's been linked with a move to, to Burnley. So I don't know. I think it's strong. Is that, is that, is that the right back? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> no, 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 he's... He's, 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 he's scored okay. at the Europe, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's okay, but you know, if, if if the Wales squad is probably picking, he probably that Nico Williams, Nico Williams would probably play in front of him. So, yeah, he's he's, he's a Burnley fit. To be honest, I don't, I don't know how he gets in the team from from Swansea ahead of Loughton. I don't know how he gets in the team. Yeah, so 
I don't understand why we'd have we'd have three choice right backs unless one of them's yeah. leaving. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Next game, next game, next game. Villa won, Brentford won. Interesting encounter there. Buendia equalising Tony's opener. Not too sure what to make of this one, gents, because Aston Villa, they, they've... The signings that they made, they've shown so much promise, but they just can't seem to get the results that they want. I know they beat Newcastle last week, but drawing against a newly promoted team in Brentford and then losing on the opening day to another newly promoted team... Isn't really a good start, is it? I think they're going to be a win-lose draw team, me. I think they're going to be trying to be entertainers. Um, I think um, another club with a brilliant fan base and they're going to try and uh, appease them, I think, by playing attacking football. It always used to go through Grealish. Now possibly four or five different forwards and midfielders are going to have a go at it and I think Villa will flow and I think they'll be wide open and I think they'll be very much hit miss or maybe everything we've discussed about Leeds in the past and I think they'll be win-lose draw and I think that'll see them in mid-table and sometimes they'll thrill and sometimes they'll disappoint Rod good win for Everton at Brighton our mate Calvert-Lewin scored again I think that's the second he got he? yeah he came up yep Came off injured. About the England squad as well. Yeah, how convenient. Convenient. But do you think these Liverpool these Everton fans that are complaining about Rafa Benitez are kind of um, eating their words at the moment, considering they've won two out of three games? Mate, wins solve everything. Everything. Do you think if he was losing, he'd be taking pictures and signing autographs in the fans? No, he won. So, yeah, winning and playing well and, and scoring goals... It disguises everything. You have to see when they go for a tricky patch and they still stick with him because, you know, he is a good manager. We've talked about this before. He's a top manager. He's a top-tier manager. So, you'd be stupid not to utilise him and get and try and get the best of out of him because, you know, we've seen it with Everton. They've started pretty well. So, and they have got a good squad. Yes, they've got a, a, a couple of players missing for stuff that we won't go into, allegedly. So, but yeah, they've got a good team. I like like Everton. They've got a good team, and if they keep hold of a Charleston and Dominic, yeah. you won't get your twenty goals. You'll get your fifteen. But you know that's fifteen goals in the Premier League. So lads, that was a mess, wasn't it, for Richarlison and Calvert Lewin with the penalty argument? I don't see. I don't get it. Tomic Calvert Lewin took Tomic Calvert Lewin took a penalty last week. Yes, He's a penalty taker. I don't get yeah. it. Yes, don't get it. Yeah. Get off the ball, you child. Yeah. I'm the penalty taker. Move. Yeah. It just adds more pressure to him. Oh, if he, obviously, he puts it away. If he doesn't, he doesn't. You don't need it. It's your freaking teammate. Yeah, I does agree. Does stuff like that. Because he's not thinking about his team. He's always thinking about himself. Yeah. That just shows what kind of individual he is. Yeah, me too. Lovely. Right. West Ham 2, Crystal Palace 2. Conor Gallagher scored the first goals in... Patrick Vieira's reign as Crystal uh, Crystal Palace manager. We were actually wondering when Crystal Palace were going to score, and then here we go, like buses. They they scored they scored twice, and it's Conor Gallagher. But Steve, I'm not sure about this new Crystal Palace team. It's a work in progress. Apparently, they're going to be signing uh, what's, what's his name, Edward from Celtic. They need a striker, don't they? You can't rely on Ben Teke. So, yeah, but it's a good point for them, especially given brilliant. West Ham's fall, no? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And and the comeback goals, weren't they, as well? And 
Um, yeah, absolutely. I see no future for them. I, I don't see any growth. Um, I don't see the goals coming in in regularity now, still, just because they've scored two against West Ham. Take a point in the Premier League in a in a London matchup rather than a derby, whatever. Yeah, great. He's up and running. But I don't see progress and I expect them to be in the bottom four or five fighting relegation. So uh, um, pleased for them. But they've tried to revamp, it feels, the whole identity of the club. You feel that the ageing pensioner-like of Roy Hodgson with his defensive setups and shutouts, um, COVID, the, the crowd not being there, when we come back, we'll revolutionise the place with a World Cup winner, a football legend and some load of attacking football. Occasionally you might see it, but I'm expecting more of a struggle than the standard Roy Hodgson safety. I think that, that we go back to the Wolves thing, what we said, I think that the, the saving grace for Crystal Palace, they'll probably have, they'll probably be fighting against five teams for one relegation yeah. because it looks like yeah. Norwich and... Maybe Watford. Who's the other one? Maybe Watford. Norwich. Norwich. Who's the other one they got? Up to, maybe maybe Watford. Watford. Yeah. Maybe. maybe good, good result at the start. Maybe. Season. Maybe Brentford. Well, Brentford had a good start as well, but I just see Norwich have been battered every every game, and it doesn't seem that they've they've learned from. Exactly. What I was about to say. They've learned a lesson from from the last time they were up. Yeah. So, yeah. but what Crystal Palace? Have, Two great goals from the kid, especially the second one. It was a very good goal in a tight space. But uh, yeah, I think the saving grace for Crystal Palace, there'll be a, two or three teams that they'll be worse off than them, which give, will give you a time. Because it's difficult for, to, to go from Roy Hodgson, who's really experienced, rigid, you know, defensive, that gets results, to, like Stes said, bringing the World Cup and, and, and exciting players. But, you know, they're exciting players. So what about West Ham? Oh, the what, what about West Ham then? Because David Moyes, <laughs> he did a remarkable job last season. And this season, it's almost as if he started off where he left off. Antonio's been a man possessed up front. Four right. hours has been fantastic. It's, it's just, a, I, don't know, I don't know what to say about West Ham. I, I, can't, I can't say anything bad about them. I've got no negatives, believe it or not. Nothing about a David Moyes Physi- team. Physically superb. Physically superb. They all look like they found each other, the manager, the crowd. They now feel a bit more at home in that stadium because they've had some wins in it and some progress. The recruitment of all over the good age. And when you've got a centre forward, well, on fire uh, and getting all these, um, this loving almost off the TV pundits. So his confidence must be sky high, breaking records. Um, they're a physical beast, West Ham. Uh, Set plays have always been good for David Moyes. And they brought Zuma now. A, a beast. You know, powerful, powerful athlete, powerful footballer. Um, they're gonna be they're, they're, they're gonna be similar to last year for me. Interesting when you've got, when you've got a player like that, when you've got a player like Antonio and it does tell you and he's a forward, and he stretches the play and gives you more space and but Keeps hold of it. You can stretch it one way. You can you can come short and keep hold of it. You know he's coming. He's turning into to complete centre forward. Antonio. He looks doesn't look like you know a typical centre forward. He's a bit raw and gangly, but very very effective and coming on as a player every year. Yeah. Their next fixtures are quite interesting though. They've got Southampton away, 
and then they've got Dinamo Zagreb in the Europa League before United, and then United again in the AFL Cup, then Leeds, and then Rapid Vienna. So these that's games, that, these games are the, coming thick and fast. Yeah, that's the worry for him that that the squad is is not deep enough to 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 keep the same quality. You know, you can't rely on Antonio to play three times a week at that that level. You know, they're going to have to bring some other players to. to to help him out and in other areas as well. So that's the, we've seen it before that the teams that, that have come and done well the year before got into Europe and, and struggled. West Ham have had a good start. Let's just see if they can keep it on because, you know, we Davies doing all right. Mm, that's right. Uh, Newcastle to Southampton to both teams winless this season. I don't know who's the happier out of the two, to be honest, because... Southampton performed remarkably well against Man United the week before, and they were pretty toothless <laughs> against Newcastle. But then again, Newcastle did score in the last minute before Southampton won a penalty. So I guess Parsonhall will be the most happy out of the two managers, I guess, Steve, because Steve Bruce was not happy. <laughs> Take a point at St. James's Park, regardless of what anyone thinks of Newcastle, if you're Southampton, that is, not one of the big boys. And then to basically lose the game in the 90th minute, but but draw it in the 96 with a with a Ward Prowse, um, yeah, yeah, that will feel like a win for Southampton, and they'll go back into their training week. In, well, they'll have a rest now, but their last bank of work has been a really creditable draw with Manchester United and a good performance and a spirited comeback to equalise to get a point at Newcastle. They'll obviously be waiting for the next three points to come quickly. But their last bank of work, I think they'll be quite satisfied with. Yeah, I'd just like to apologise to everyone because I did a uh, Michael Richards just then. I said, which manager's going to be the happiest out of two because Steve Bruce didn't look happy. <laughs> 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 Was it a Michael Richards say, said the other day? Because, uh, more like a DM Dublin, that. Yeah, true. Was it a Michael Richards said the other day? He goes... Um, he always contradicts himself. There's no more. There's no more negatives to say about Arsenal, and then reeled off about five. He goes. Uh, he goes. There's no more negative. <laughs> there's no more negative to say about Arsenal. He goes shambolic, and he goes, "Yeah, every word under the sun." <laughs> 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 so yeah, Rod, Southampton, Jekyll and Hyde. Really, last week against United, very very good performance. Unlucky not to come over with a victory, and then scraping a last minute equaliser at Newcastle. What's going on? We've seen it before when, when big boys come in, they raise the game, and, and then the week after, they, they, they don't raise it to the same level. And they've still, they've still got a great point, like Stess, so when he leaves St. James's Park, especially in, you've gone 1 0 down in the 95th minute and, and get an equaliser in the next minute, you know, that's like a win for them now. It's, it, you go back on the cold, think, done well there, we got away with that one. So, yeah, Steve Bruce on the other half. You'd be fuming. You'd just be absolutely fuming. You just scored. But, you know, the saying is you're vulnerable as soon as you've scored. And yeah, and it's happened. We've seen it so many times. I don't know why it happened, but it does. But yeah, they just switched off. And, and, you know, the last person you want is to give a penalty to is Southampton because there's not many better than Warcraft from the dead kicks. Absolutely. Steve, Brendan Rogers praised his side's resilience for beating Norwich City 2-1, but 
I'm sure he'll be saying other things to Soyuncu <laughs> because he's been a fucking liability, honestly. Yeah. I, I remember, was it last? No, it was the year before when, when Bournemouth were in the Prem. It was the year before last, wasn't it? Mm. And I think Leicester lost 4 0 at Bournemouth, like one of the last games of the season. And he was just smashing players left, right, and center. Yeah. And again, he was doing that against yeah. Norwich City. Now, don't get me wrong, I know Leicester have had a lot of injuries defensively, Johnny Evans and Fofana and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Bertrand, you name it. They've they've had every injury under the sun when it comes mm. to defenders. But you're looking at an international defender here that was rated very, very highly because they were saying, oh, he's the guy that came in to replace Maguire. And, mm. you know, they've they've duped United because they found this wonderful central defender. And here he is, like a bull in a fucking China shop. Yeah, yeah, good phrase, though. You can get fooled sometimes, especially us supporters, because when you've got a big profile and clearly a big heart uh, and you want to put yourself about and show passion and play the game on the edge, when it goes your way, you get hero worship by the supporters because you've got your last minute blocks, you've got your stretches, you're you're in the way of stuff, you're tangling with centre forwards, you're winning duels. But then when you come away from it and assess it correctly and sensibly, you want your centre half to have a quiet game. The best ones have a quiet game. They're always in the right position. They're always the right side of their opponent to get there first or pinch in front. They're, they're passing it round centre forwards and they have a calm game. Now, in truth, they're the better centre-halves. The ones who are just heroic, who are, as you quite rightly say, a bull in a china shop, every three or four games still, that's ideal because that'll be what that fixture demands and you'll be the hero. But often, playing the game on the edge like that, you're prone to making big errors and mistakes. Uh, But sadly, but it is the way the world is, the, the crowd fall for passion. Yeah, very, very true. And Rod, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> about Soyuncu, the central defender, the Turkish defender. Oh, for Leicester, yeah. Um, yeah, you got you, you can't keep on making clangers, you know, quicker. Johnny Evans comes back about. Mm. Pereira went off injured again. And they bit lost the kid early on, didn't they? In pre-season. Uh, Fafana, yeah. Fafana, yeah. Yeah, so oh. they, they they went in with Pereira, Amati, Soyuncu and Thomas as the defenders. Castagna came back, but... Didn't Schmeichel drop a clangle last week as well? Uh, against... No, it wasn't, was it? It was... Yeah, it's... Well, they've got away with it, though, so... But, yeah. yeah, against the better teams, you can't you can't be doing that, especially away from home when, when you've done so well to, to get in front and you're making just poor errors, just... You're limiting error. You need to limit as much errors as possible mm. as a football player. And yeah, to, to, to make an error like that to cost a goal, it's just criminal. And to think someone on social media with their hot take believed that Leicester would leapfrog Liverpool into the top four. Mm. Who's that? I, I can't name names. I'll send you the link instead. Okay. We can have a nice little bitch about that person anyway. Um, final game. Uh, Spurs won Watford nil. Steve, we were speaking about this before Rodri had all his technical issues. I don't know how Watford didn't score. I don't know how Spurs have kept clean sheets because that's what, three in a row now? If I'm yeah. not mistaken? 
Good, yeah. This is this isn't a solid. The, the, this isn't a, a recognizable Spurs back line, is it? You know, we were speaking again. Reiterate. We was we were talking about Spurs and how in the past they haven't been known to have a solid back four since probably when they won the cup in '91. But here they are now, three clean sheets on the bounce, new manager who they didn't really want in the beginning. And um, they're, they're looking pretty decent, aren't they? Yeah, and I like the fact that when they have defended and they pass the ball into midfield, there's a lot of vanity in a lot of clubs at the moment. The midfield lads will pass it for ages, then they'll pass it back to the bat lads, uh, then they'll go back to the goalie. So the game is being kept near your own goal, which is obviously looking all good for the top players, but you can get caught with that. Spurs appear to me that once they've defended or blocked, as you quite rightly say, they go into midfield like we saw against Manchester City and they're gone. They're up the field. It's almost like a counter-attack, you know, um, after a pass or two. They they get away from danger. So that in itself is, is defending because whilst you have got the ball, you're taking the ball 80, 90 yards away from your own goal. So that's actually defending in itself. So I do believe they're doing that quite well as well still. And Rod, a lot of Spurs fans didn't want Nuno. They felt that he was going to play boring, pragmatic football. But they are moving the ball pretty well. The fullbacks are getting forward. Tanganga, Reggion. You've got Deli Ali coming back to form. Son scoring goals. Even Harry Kane has been forgiven, forgiven for all of his sins. Yeah, I, I like him as a manager, and I thought it was a perfect fit for him. He's a good manager. Shown that at Wolves. Yes, he probably got a bit stale there, but. He's, he's got better players now and, and a better squad than Wolves, in my opinion. And, you know, to get Deli Ali back playing, he's a, he can be a top top player. So, getting back playing, we know about Son, he, he's, he can be a 9, 10 out of 10 every week. And he always get popping with a goal as well. Yeah, and the Hurricane news is, is good as well. I don't think that they're... The squad is is deep with quality, but you know they've started well. It's a good start for them. And to have a bonus, Arsenal bought him. Okay, gents, I I, I just want to bring this back to Arsenal for a moment because <laughs> Maitland Niles, have you seen what he's done on social media? He's he wants that. He wants out. to leave, hasn't he? All I want to do is go where I'm wanted and where I'm going to play. Now, I've only just seen this. But apparently no, but he's, he's tagged Arsenal as well. Yeah, he put that on, on, on his Instagram. I've only just seen this, but apparently it's happened like seven, eight hours ago. Yeah, I see What it the fuck? Honestly, honestly, I mean... Well, he wants out, doesn't he? He's obviously not playing. He's thinking, I want, I want out. But yeah, but this is unacceptable, man. Come on. That... What's the difference with him, Harry Kane? Harry Kane's just not coming at training. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, captain. That's right. Hey, don't give me all this crap. Oh, it was, it was. I was coming back a week. Pat, why? Season starts in a week. Why are you coming back then? Be more mm. professional. Come and get yourself right. Yes, you've had it. You need a break because it is important. But you'd had it for three or four weeks. Yeah. What did you do five weeks for? No, I agree. I, I agree, hundred percent. And if there was, if there's other players doing the same thing, they would have got absolutely slaughtered. But yeah. it's Harry Kane, isn't it? Well, He's a... will, this kid, will this kid get the same energy as Harry Kane? Because this is a black kid. The same. Do you, do you know what? A lot of Arsenal fans, in fact, the majority of them will back Maitland-Niles. Now, whether the papers dress it up in a negative way, that's something that we, we're going to see tomorrow or whenever it is. 
but it's I, I think it's an irresponsible thing to do personally. No, I understand well, the frustration, it's, it's, but it's the modern world, in it? Do it on social media. Don't be man enough. He's probably you don't know. He might have gone into Arteta and said to him, "Listen, I want out." But Matt, probably he's not done that because he's gone on Instagram and done it. But you know, you knock on the manager's door and say, "Listen, I want out. I want you're not playing me. I want to play football. I want out." But he's done it there. The, the social media out. Uh, gentlemen, here we go. Breaking news. Edu has been relieved of his duties as director of football at Arsenal Football Club. You called it Stell at the start of the show and then you finished it with the news. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I don't, I don't get that at all. <laughs> Arsenal you, you just sacked the person <laughs> that's just spent £132 million on shite players. Look at this thing about Arsenal will not be looking for a replacement. Uh, let, me, let me just put it up on the fucking screen one minute. <laughs> just put it up on the screen. Can you guys see that? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Arsenal will not be looking for a replacement as they believe Mikel Arteta should be the one determining the long-term strategy of the club. Fucking hell. Now, is shouldn't this a wind-up? Shouldn't they have done that two weeks ago? Maybe is they did. Is this a, a wind-up? One minute. Looking at the responses, it looks like it's a wind-up. Hang about. <laughs> it looks like a wind-up. Oh. Charles Watts. Uh... No, it's a wind up. <laughs> it's a wind up. But see, but, but see this, but this is the thing though. This this is the danger of, of Twitter and social media when you don't look at the facts. I blame myself for this, but at the same time, it's it's just it's indicative of what's happening at Arsenal. The fans are so desperate to get a reaction from other supporters or get their own fans like kicking off that they would do something like that. And then they would tag the person that will come up with the original story in the first place. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if Edu does leave anyway, because he's got so much flack lately. Um, and yeah, we, we saw with Ed Woodward, Rod, how eventually he just said, fuck this, I'm going, <laughs> I can't take this anymore. And Arsenal, well, their fan base is just brutal. Rod's frozen. Or is he actually pretending to be a statue? Steve, have you I'm frozen? In. No. Rod, Rod is frozen. Oh, no, there he is. He's back. Yeah, I'm back. Oh, Rod. Probably. Yeah, frozen. You froze for a second. Yeah, it froze. Back. Oh, okay. So it's not going to happen. But apparently, oh, hang about. Now this, I'm looking at. Okay. See, again, this is, this is social media. One second. Here we go. You see this now? Barcelona linked with Aubameyang. I I think he's a, he's a bad egg in. He's a good he's a good player, but he's not he's not for me. He's not my cup of tea in mm. at all. Could be another fucking wind up by whatever. It is what it I is. You know, the East, the the shiny cars, the 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 haircuts, the clothes, the. Do all that if you're winning, it's great. But yeah, it just does my head in. Yeah, but come on, a lot of footballers have got the cars. I mean, they got to see Yanni around the uh, corner. No, I, I understand that, but it's it's he's you know he's at Arsenal Football Club. They've got a good tradition there. Mm. Yeah, not for me. Let's let's go back to Spurs. Let's go. <laughs> let's go back to Spurs. So. We know that obviously they haven't spent as much money as they would have liked this win. I know they brought in a, a central defender from Atalanta. Um, apparently, they're looking at a Dharma trial rate. I don't know how true that is. 
But again, I still believe that this whole Harry Kane situation has kind of fucked up their transfer activity because on the one hand, they're probably planning to bring in his replacement, but they could only bring in his replacement until he fucked off. But obviously that's not happened now. He's done a U-turn and he said that I'm staying here this summer, but he hasn't really said anything else, has he? I'm staying here this summer. Well, what happens in January? Are you are you going to kick off again? I don't know. We'll see. I think it's the, I think it's the best news Tottenham could have had in the space of seven days. Son signed a new contract. Kane decides to stay at least till January, possibly longer. The top of the league, they've not conceded a goal, and the manager looks the right choice. I think I think them fans are all right still. I don't think yeah. there'll be any moaning. I think sometimes when you get rid of players, you know, look at Bale, they got rid of, you got rid of him and bought seven players and they're all rubbish. So you know what you're going to get with Harry Kane after 25, 30 goals. You know, we're back to work. He's a good professional. Mm. Although that I think he was wrong not to come into training. Uh, but, yeah. I thought Marshall might have been on the moves there, but now Daniel James is gone. I don't see that happening. Fuck's sake. <laughs> One more thing on Harry Kane, gents. I don't think we spoke about this, but the contract, six-year contract, no release clause. Now, I don't think he had the same agent as he does now when the deal was being negotiated. So who's fucked up here? The player. Harry Kane, he's the boss. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't think Harry Kane should... What, you don't think Harry no. Kane suggested it? Well, well, it's his fault if he hasn't. It's, you know, he, he employs mm. these people, so... You're not he's telling me... He's obviously, obviously got rid of him because he's not good at his job. He don't put his eyes over the contract before the guys who do the contract for him have have done it all. You're not telling me Harry, Harry Kane doesn't doesn't uh, foolproof it. Yeah, so they'll go through it and then they'll go through the... the, the the major details that he wants yeah. needs to know. Well, what if someone comes into him? Never got. Yeah, you'd go through that. That that's yeah, it's on, it's on a normal conversation. Obviously, mm-hmm. in his mind at the time, he had no idea of leaving Spurs. Mm-hmm. Pochettino was there. Everything was going great. So that wasn't obviously in his thought process. So it might not be down to his agent. He might have said, "No, I'm not, I don't need that. I just, no, I'm happy at Spurs." Mm-hmm. You never know. Okay, fair enough. All right, gentlemen, anything else we'd like to discuss before we wrap things up? It's, uh, tomorrow's the transfer deadline. So can you guys see any big moves happening? Any shockers? Anything that we need to really look out for? Yeah, there'll be some, I think, yeah, there'll be something. I don't know who, I don't know where, but um, no clubs, have, no clubs have actually done that one, have they, Stel? Yeah, that's it. We're done. We're just ready now for the international break and getting mm. back to uh, getting back to business. We're done. Nobody has actually done that, have they? I'm, I think there'll be something somewhere that will be big. I don't know who. Troy Deeney's got the Birmingham. That's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, any, any look, City need a striker. We we spoke about this before. Could happen. Yeah. But who though? This is the thing. I, I don't think I don't think something like that. You know, this, that that you know, we're talking elite players now that that City were bringing in. They were bringing someone in. They want to be challenging for places. And you, but quality. You think, think Lewin Lewandowski, but he's not going to leave Bayern Munich. 
Haaland got so much, so much of a big deal. I don't think they could do that, especially after they just spent 100 million quid. So I think they'll have to, you know, bite a gum shield and, 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 and hold on for another year or see see how the land lays in January. It's, you know, it's scored 15 goals in the last three games. They're still scoring goals. So it's not a, a massive problem like they're, they're drawing nil nil or they're winning one nil or you know, they're creating chances. They just want to, you know, that next level to win that Champions League final, they need a proper elite striker to replace Sergio Aguero. Mm. I'm hoping I'm hoping it's Dalot out and Trippier in by eleven o'clock tomorrow night. How confident are you? Um <laughs> I'm all right. I'm 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 more hopeful than confident, but I think I think it, you know it's a must, something like that. Because if you look at the stats. The right side of United to the left side of United of the assists is a total mismatch. Mm. It's like three to 30. Well, Fabrizio Romano reckons it's 100% that he's going to stay Dallo. Uh, fine. Well, yeah. I'm, that's I'm, that's I'm, Romano, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it is what it is, but... No, but the, if, if, if the, the, the James one goes through... It's gone for That's thirty million. Yeah, yeah, true. But true. and then and then you know the words of Trippier coming in. You know, Dallot is he going to really stay there? Would you want to really stay there? I, I think someone's coming in to replace or to fight for Juan Bazaka. I think Trippier comes by by, by tomorrow. Well, there's um there's a rumor that Bernardo Silva might go, but I still think it's. I don't know. Is it? Is it would you, is, I wouldn't say it's late in the day. I mean, because we I don't, don't think, know. I don't think City are going to lose a player like him. Why would they want to lose someone of that quality? He's you no. Know, he's a starter. He plays every every week. Yeah. He's in, he, no. He's one of Pep's players that he likes to to depend on. I think. Bizarrely, Rod. Just a reminder: they lost at Spurs last year, and they got they got well beaten, really. Um, and then when they went on that winning run after it. Pep Guardiola said, we realised once we looked at the Spurs game, we had to get Bernardo Silva back in our team and that's what got us winning again. And then talk about not learning your lesson. They didn't pick Bernardo Silva for the first game at Spurs again. We're well beaten again. And they've put him in for the last two games and they've been sensational. So to, be, to get rid of someone like that would be, would be <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make sense. So that, I don't see that where have you heard that from? Where would he go? Well, he was supposed to be going offered to Spurs as part of the Kane deal that didn't happen. Oh, right. Oh, right. Then that was that. That was the case. And yeah, and he, he, he was linked with Barcelona about eight weeks ago, but nothing, nothing recent, nothing in the last seven days. No, I, I would. He's one of the best players for me. Yeah, I like brilliant. him. Yeah. He's, he's a one matter with pace. Yeah, good. City usually get their tracks of business done before the season starts anyway. They're really good like that. In all fairness, so yeah, but he, he normally says the shop's closed when it's closed. Have you know Guardiola normally said, No, no, we're done, we're done. Yeah, he normally lets you know when he doesn't lie on it, he hasn't done it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't rule him out doing something tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, you, you, you never know, they might being a center forward, and you never know, something pops up. Mm. You never know. Well, the, listen, at the end of the day, there's this. So many strikers available. If you want to talk about Premier League, you know, I, I it wouldn't. No, I know there's there's strikers still, still, but you know, Man City are looking for elite strikers. 
But they're shopping. They're shopping for elite strikers. They're not shopping for, you know. Yes, they might need a stopgap. But who would that be? You know, Danny Ings has gone somewhere, uh, so he's out the way. Who else would it be? I could see it being someone like this Richarlison. Honestly, I can. Richarlison. Really? Honestly. Yeah, just a just a tiny feeling. And that's not going to be a small deal. That's you're looking at seventy mm. million. He's not going to be cheap. But, he, you know, he plays on the left wing mostly for Everton, but all of a sudden Everton have signed Damari Gray and Andros think, Townsend. Yeah, I think Damari Gray's a great sign. He's been brilliant. Then, what, what's to say that they don't make an offer for Antonio? What's Ham? What's to say they don't make an offer for him? Well, I don't think he's a City player. Well, he can play right back. Yeah. He can play right back. Yeah. Mind you, he's 31, so I don't think they're... No, stop. <laughs> like, you, you can have that one for yourself, mate. <laughs> I'm not having that. Well, I, what chance has got Cyprus? Huh? Got Cyprus? He's got more chance got Cyprus, yeah. Yeah, well, he can, he can, he can go. He'll do well there. He'll do well. Okay. How did your team get on last night? My team? Yeah, did, yeah. We, didn't, we didn't play. We, we haven't oh, played. I've seen the team you put on this new 2-0. Oh, that's our, that's our rivals. Yeah, they oh, played right. a friendly. Oh, that way you're smiling. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they played. It was, a, it was a friendly game against um, like a sixth division team, and they lost two one. <laughs> but and and I put a video up, and all these all of their fans were messaging me saying, "Oh, we played our under 17s so I'm like, "Listen, I'm I'm winding you up. You're the dickheads that are fucking biting." <laughs> you know, they put they they appointed today their 16th manager in in five seasons. Yeah, that's not good. Oh so, yeah, yeah, he he won't last. I mean, he will last longer than Mitt McCarthy did, to be fair. But yeah, it is what it is. Fuck him, cunts. Um, that's it, gentlemen. That's that's it for another episode. Thank you for your time, and uh, thank you everyone for watching. Uh, Rod, what we're going to do, gonna do now is it like we we don't do internationals, are we? We can talk internationals. Do you want to do international, Steve? Or we could do round up our fantasy teams. See where we're at. Have you counted the other yes, one? Yes. No, I haven't. You need to send me your teams. I, 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 actually, no. I've got the teams written down. I'm sure I've got the teams written down. Because my auction teams flying, by the way. I've got them somewhere. I'm going to need to, to get T dot to mes- the to message me his because I'm fucking. Actually, I've got them here. I've got them here. I definitely, I definitely need a calculator account number one and all that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this fucking guy. I've got them written down. I just need to. All right, okay. I've got them. I've got them. Is that mine? That's not mine. How That's will you do that then? Or you just go off the points that they've got so far? I've got off the points that they've got so yeah. far, yeah. Uh, That'll probably be the best I thing. Definitely a calculator mine. Mm, fuck off. <laughs> I don't know. Which one's my team here? One minute. I've not looked. How did that 25 points end up? Oh, yeah. I'm above you. <laughs> I'm two places above you, mate. It's all right. Don't worry about it. It's okay. What would you say? It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I've got Antonio in my team. I know, I not put Gundogan and I'm like, oh my God. Shit, I've got Antonio and I've got Jesus. Well, I've got Mane, Bruno Fernandes, Vardy, Son, Sterling. Too easy, boy. They're all bagging. Whatever. Right, Rod, do it, handle. At Rod James Giggs. Here you go. At Rod James Giggs, yeah. Steve, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Till next time, lads. Thank you, gentlemen. Right, that's it, guys. We're on uh, Twitter at Shoot Defence. Uh, if you've got any questions or anything else, whatever. Bye.
Yeah, boo. Thanks for